The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, it's 2.35 on this Friday. Yay, we've made it to Friday, uh, Friday afternoon in the city of Edmonton. Mary Jane James, the executive director of the Sexual Assault Centre of Edmonton, joining me uh, in studio this afternoon. How, how busy are you? Well, at the, at the center right now. Very, very, very busy. Um, our, the number of calls to our office for support and counseling have increased, still continue to increase, but not as, as at a rapid of pace as it did when the Me Too movement was first mm-hmm. exploding. It's kind of st- stalled a bit, or I, I shouldn't say stalled, slowed down, but believe me, our waiting list is still four to six months. We have seven or eight calls for counseling every single day, and that's for individuals from the ages of three to 103 uh, this issue knows no boundaries again male and female male and female we have men's groups we have teens groups we have parent groups uh, and we do not discriminate Mm -hmm. and I would like to put that out there that I completely understand that this is not a gendered issue this issue affects us all you know you talk about the difficulty of of people coming forward and and saying you know what has happened to them i'd have to think you know everyone has their own level but i i would also have to think that for men who have been assaulted there there may be another level on there absolutely there is and uh, that is why uh, men suffer in silence as much as or even more so than women. It's really, really difficult to come forward and tell that story as a male survivor. And, uh, you know, we we have uh, a lot of our clients are male, but I think what we have to understand is that 80% of the victims of this crime are women, mm-hmm. and with the remainder being male or, or uh, other gender. But... Um, and that's not to say that their experiences aren't as important and as critical and should be as validated, because they are. Mm-hmm. But it's just to give you an idea of the prevalence of violence against women. And we, we can't deny those stats. And we also can't deny that 80% of the perpetrators are male. So, you know, in that sense, um, you know, yes, we might appear to be not as supportive of men, but that couldn't be further uh, from the truth. Mary Jane, someone has texted in when we were talking about uh, Kavanaugh um, out of Red Earth, says, so in her eyes, he's guilty no matter what. Big surprise. You know what? I hear that a lot. I, I, I thought I clearly articulated that, uh, that Mr. Kavanaugh has not been found guilty. I would never, ever say that he is found guilty. What I'm saying is that even when um, charges are laid and it doesn't result in a conviction, it doesn't always mean that the person, and this goes for any crime, any situation, is not guilty. But in this situation, there is an incredible uh, burden of proof and often it's very, very difficult because of a lack of evidence. But insofar as Mr. Kavanaugh is concerned, I 100 
100% support his right to do and fair process. I wouldn't want to live in a country with anything other than the process that we have. And uh, I don't think uh, any of the uh, any of the women who have been or men who have been impacted by this this um, crime would think otherwise. What we're saying is that sometimes the levels of fairness do not appear to be equal. So, and I threw out the uh, the uh, example of the alcohol situation, mm-hmm. and we hear that every day. Every day we hear people saying, well, you know, she was drunk. What did she expect? She was out late. What did she expect? She wore that short skirt. What did she expect? Why did she walk alone? Why didn't Mm -hmm. she lock her car doors? You know, why do we have such a difficulty finding, you know, why do we have such difficulty with not blaming the victim? Whether or not, you know, we believe her or not, can we just leave the victim blaming out of it. <laughs> I had, uh, I, I was at a conference uh, a while back and I, I was having a conversation with a woman and she made uh, a comment. We, we were actually, we were talking about um, uh, sexual assaults in the military and we got talking about um, the movement and, and the, the Me Too movement and all that sort of stuff. And she looked at me, she says, come on, Jalen. She says, well, y- you wear makeup, you dress nice because you want that attention. You want, you, you want that attention. And I looked at her and I said, you know, um, I, I could... I should be able to go stand naked at the end of that counter and not have anyone sexually assault me. Like, I don't know where you're coming from on that. I, it was, um, it, it was, uh, it was a little shocking to me, uh, to hear that from her. I, I did, I didn't know what to say. Well, I, I told her what I just told you, to be honest with you. Well, you know, I completely agree with you. Um, that, that is the thing, I, regardless, I mean, <laughs> I I, I get so agitated about this that I I probably shouldn't respond the way I'd like to respond, but what I will say is that I agree with you. Nothing that a person does or does not do means that she wants to or should be sexually assaulted. It's fair and simple, plain as as day. Uh There is no gray area in this. It is black and white. Consent is consent is consent. And having sexual relationships regardless of the age uh-huh. you know of the age of the of the complainant and the age of the perpetrator or alleged perpetrator uh, with someone who is seriously under the influence of alcohol or drugs is not that person is not able to consent and therefore by law it's sexual assault there was a, a story out of France this week um, a man who slapped a woman's bottom Mm -hmm. on a bus near Paris was jailed for three months under a new law against catcalling. It was also fined for lewd remarks about her physique. Uh, He was drunk when he got on the the bus. bus. He smacked her on the backside and made an insulting comment about her breast before a squabble with a bus driver who jammed the door shut while the police were alerted. So this guy uh, in his 30s was sentenced three months behind bars for the slap, which was considered an outright act of sexual aggression and added a fine of uh, about $450 for the comment. So more or less, it wasn't, it was for the actual act of, which isn't, I'm sorry, if you're smacking my butt, it's... An act of aggression. <laughs> well, and well, it happened to me last earlier this year at a bar on a trip where a man 
as I'm walking away, full hand on my backside, and I, I looked at it, and I went right up to his face. I said, I don't even know who you think you are or what you're dealing with, but don't you ever do that again. I just could not believe it that that is still happening. Well, that <laughs> raises a very, very good point. And, the re- you know, that it, it indicates to me that the rape culture that we have lived with and in for so, so long is still... Is, is, is still alive and well, which, which is one that excuses and trivializes and dismisses those types of things as just, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, why does she have to get herself so upset about that? You know, I, I don't know what's going to change our thinking on this. I mean, I will continue to do what I will continue to do, as will, you know, advocates across our province and around the world. And we will take baby steps and we'll have a few steps back as we have today. I mean, we took a few steps forward, I suppose, with the Bill Cosby Wanted to ask uh, you about verdict that. and sentence. You know, that was, that was uh, I, I have to admit, a little bit surprising. I didn't expect that the judge would uh, be as harsh with his sentence as he was, but I have to say that I, I applaud that. So on that day, I felt, okay, you know, maybe we're finally getting somewhere. Why, why did you think uh, the judge uh, wasn't going to be as harsh and he was sentenced to three to ten years so has to serve three at least Not, well because I because I've seen it happen I've seen slaps on the wrists uh-huh. happen a, a lot and you know he's older and he's not well and I just thought there might be an element of sympathy empathy whatever uh, that would come into play there but it didn't uh-huh. I mean he didn't throw him in for ten years and he could have he was moderate about it but I so, so I must say, I'm, I, I was quite pleased. Do I, do I feel for Bill Cosby's family? Do I feel for Judge Kamada's family? Of course I do. I can't imagine the upheaval in their lives right now. But I go back to the upheaval in, in the alleged Christine's victims' lives, yeah. life, and all of the other alleged victims out there. What about that upheaval? What about their families? What about their supporters? What about their careers? What about their health? All of that is impacted. All of it. Thanks for joining us, Mary Jane James, Executive Director of the Sexual Assault Centre of Edmonton, joining me in studio this afternoon. We've been talking about Kavanaugh. We we touched on... um we touched on Cosby as well, and one of the things as well, and I, I didn't even mention to this to you before, and um, with the, the, the Me Too movement, we saw... Um, Asia Argento, that the whole what what had happened there as well, you know, having been very very vocal um, against, uh, I think it was Weinstein uh, a, as well, and then being accused, and you know the the hush money being being paid off, and a- again, it was one of those moments that. Um, for those who were very strong with the Me Too movement, it was devastating, obviously. But I think for others, it was a reminder once again that this is just not a woman's issue. It's a it's a it's a women's it's a men's issue. It's 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 happening. We do know it happens more to women, but it 
can and it does happen to men and and boys as well oh absolutely and and you know uh it, it isn't a, a man's issue versus a women's issue, and I and I and I I wish that we could all wrap our heads around that. I know sometimes that people feel that it is, and and you know there's very strong voices out there, and almost all of them are women. And why do you think that is? <laughs> because the shame, blame, embarrassment, stigma, you name it, that men have to face, not that women don't, but I think men have to face it on an even greater level. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't come forward as vocally and as openly and as uh, strongly as women, because I think that this speaks to an even larger issue that for so long, no one believed a woman even if mm-hmm. she did come forward. There was no sense of, it was, it was oh, you know, that couldn't have happened mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. That I don't believe, no, that didn't happen. So now that women have found solidarity and, you know, through the Me Too movement and other, you know, our I Believe You campaign, etc., I think they are being more vocal, but that doesn't mean that it didn't happen or it wasn't happening decades ago. It's been happening for a very long time, and women have just had to put up and shut up, and that's what we did. Is and there a swing? Is there a... There's definitely is there a, a change, pendulum. yeah. And you know what? I think... You know, we we've been talking at the at the Alberta Association of Sexual Services level about our third and final "I Believe You" campaign uh-huh. and how we're going to reframe it because we are we we recognize that there's resistance, uh-huh. we recognize that there's pushback, and 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 that's good. At least people are engaged in the issue, and I think our campaign, well, our campaign is for this year. Uh, you know, I believe you. Now what? Uh-huh. And it is time for us addre- uh-huh. to address that now uh-huh. what. And the now what is we have to look at this as an issue that is affecting society in our healthcare system, in our social systems, in every system. And together is the only way that we're going to be able to address it and to eradicate it, if that's ever possible. And I will uh, rejoice in that day, <laughs> but I know we have a very long way to go. And... Uh, I won't stop uh, advocating and and supporting and validating those survivors who have experienced this. My final question, or my yeah, my final question for you, Mary Jane, is that we touched on it off the very top, saying that for for some people, you know, uh, the last couple of days and and watching testimony might have been empowering and it might have been also devastating as well, might have been um, traumatizing as well. For those who are struggling right now, maybe with what they're seeing on TV, what they're dealing with on social media, Lord help you all, whatever it is, um, to those who are a little lost, who are sad, whatever, what do you, what do you say to them? And um, yeah, what do you say to them? I would say to them a number of things, but the most important of that is there is help out there. Uh, pick up the phone and call a, uh, a sexual assault center in your neighborhood, in your community, wherever you are, and you will find a supportive listening ear on the other end of that phone, and uh, you will be listened to, You will be, your experience will be validated, and we will get you uh, the help that you need. Um, I can promise you that. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. You know what? Thank you for having me, and thank you for covering this issue. It's a delicate one, and I know that, and I try to make sure that I'm balanced in my approach. Um, and uh, I just know um, from what I see every day that this is an issue that we cannot and we will not ignore.
Your 3 o'clock news is coming up. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.